the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, all Dennis Prager here. All reliable. Why do they call uh, the geyser at Yellowstone Old Faithful? That's correct. I'm going to devote this hour to you. I did this in the beginning of the lockdown with regards to marriages. So now I'd like to ask you, because I have no idea what the answer is. No, Nobody really does. Forget really, nobody does. How has uh, this lockdown affected you? Simple as that. Not, not just relationships. That That's ter- totally acceptable. Your outlook on life, your finances. Are you thinking of changing dramatically the way you do work? Did you get lazy as a result of, you know, a third of a year off? That's basically what you had. I have no idea what the answer is. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. If a magic wand were waved over Earth and the virus died, would you happily go back to work? Would you take a family vacation? Would you would you divorce? <laughs> I've I've heard cases where couples got closer, finally had all this time together. I I, I don't know. How about where you live? Would, you, would, you would you move? Yeah. Like to Spring Mountain in northern Missouri, population four hundred and twelve on a busy day. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. It's amazing how little this has been covered, and I, I read a great deal, of course, on what's happening. So you will be a living pole, and we'll find out what indeed happened here in the uh, in our country. While you are calling, there's a story I need to uh, bring to your attention, which will strike all of you as awful and none of you as unbelievable. It uh, would have uh, struck you as unbelievable a few years ago. This is from the New York Post. 
Boeing communications boss Neil Golightly has resigned over a sexist article he wrote three decades ago opposing women's service in the military. Did you hear this story? Well, I even got the living martyr to emote. 30 years ago, he was in the military, and like vast numbers of people, he didn't want women in the military. At least not, you know, not in combat uh, positions. Golightly stepped down Thursday as Boeing's senior vice president of communications following an employee complaint about the 1987 article. An employee complained about a 1987 article. It's very possible the employee wasn't born when this article was written. Think the employee was a female? That's a very good point. But if they were born, indeed an adult at that point, and held a grudge all these years. He called the article embarrassingly wrong and offensive. This is what he wrote. He was then a U.S. Navy lieutenant, and he wrote in a U.S. Naval Institute magazine in 1987. At issue is not whether women can fire M60s, dogfight MiGs, or drive tanks. Introducing women into combat would destroy the exclusively male intangibles of war and the feminine images of what men fight for, peace, home, and family. Sounds really, uh, that's a hate-filled article, isn't it? But let's say he was wrong. It was 30 years ago. The guy steps down at Boeing? And, and, and how he feels he needs to apologize. My article was a 29-year-old Cold War Navy pilot's misguided contribution to a debate that was live at the time. The dialogue that followed its publication 33 years ago quickly opened my eyes, indelibly changed my mind, and shaped the principles of fairness, inclusion, respect, and diversity that have guided my professional life since. So Boeing, like all companies now, are cowards. We're, we're, we're surrounded by cowardice. University presidents, deans, professors journalists, big business. Wow. What's left? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be acceptable to most Americans? I mean, had Boeing said, he wrote this 33 years ago. That ends the issue for Boeing. Why wasn't that said? Did, did, did he say you know, women should lose the right to vote. And by the way, let's say he said it 30 years ago, 33 years ago. You, so you're held, it's, it's, it's something new in life. 
There is no statute of limitations on sin. Sinful thoughts, not just deeds. All right, uh, let's uh, see what uh, how this has affected you. I, I can't tell you how uh, how uh, curious I am. Josh in Phoenix, hi. Thank you for calling. Hey, Dennis. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. So I've been, I'm a contractor. I've been working the entire time through the coronavirus. And like contractors have a different mind about it as well. But just in the last two weeks, I've just had a gap in between jobs. And I have no idea how people are dealing with this. Like I'm literally sitting in a Walmart parking lot right now trying to figure out what I'm going to do productive today. And and this is new for you? You've been busy the whole time? Correct. That's why it's really... And So why are you not busy now? I'm just in between jobs. So the economy... Construction-wise, here in Arizona has been going crazy. But wait, for, what, what, is, what does that yeah. mean? Going crazy? Just it's been busy. There's no inventory for all the Californians moving here and everyone else trying to find a home. So we've been, you know, busy as we can building homes. Right. So this would have all right, but then you, this interlude would have occurred without the virus. Correct. Yeah, but I don't have communication with other people. I don't have, I can't go to the store without putting a mask on. I don't have people over. And on the construction site, nothing's different. I see. Like we but, were but, but in your social life. Correct. I see. All right, that makes sense. I think that was worth it just to find out how many Californians are moving to Arizona. But I'll tell you what drives me crazy, and I don't let a lot drive me crazy. They are fleeing a state ruined by Democrats, and they will vote Democrat in Arizona. That is the definition of a fool. Or if it's not the definition, that is the perfect exemplification of a fool. We return. I'm Dennis Prager. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text COMMIT, C-O-M-M-I-T, to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention again. That's COMMIT to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, everybody, Dennis Prigger here. All right, how has this all affected you is the question. And well, look at this. Patty in Orange, California, hello. Hi, Dennis. Good to talk with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, um... Uh, we decided, my husband and I, to sell our home during the pandemic. We got 
uh, four offers within a week, two of them all cash buyers. So we move forward with one of those. We are leaving the state, even though we have a lot of friends and family. But I've gotten tired of the politics in Arizona and the, I mean, the uh, California California and the uh, cost of living here. Right. So last week we went and we bought our home in Arizona. Where in Arizona? Where? What's that? Where in Arizona? Peoria. Where is that? That is northwest of Phoenix. Oh, so a suburb of Phoenix. Correct. Yeah. Well, Peoria. How much? How much was the house? Three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, you know what you can get in Orange County for three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> a, a bungalow. Eighteen hundred square foot. Eighteen hundred square foot. Almost six thousand square foot lot. Wow. And our property taxes are under two thousand dollars a year. Uh, now I am curious. All these people are calling in that are about people leaving California. But you got four offers for your California home immediately to cash. Yes. How do you explain yeah, you know why? that? Why? Uh, okay. We live right down the street from Chapman University. And so Chapman, with the whole COVID, has cut the amount of uh, dorms that they will be able to provide for their students. So the gentleman that bought our home bought it for his two children that'll be going to Chapman University. Oh my God. A guy bought a house for his kids to attend college. I know. He bought a house and he See, bought some this of is why furniture. This is why this hour is important. These are the details of life that you never hear of in the big picture stuff. So, uh, did you make did you make a, a, had you sold your house prior to COVID, would it have been the same price Less or more? Uh, it would have been a little bit less. And that's the other thing. We got $10,000 above the asking price in the offer. We didn't even request that. We got that in the offer. Um, and I think it would have been a little bit less because uh, the same unit, it's a townhome, had sold um, like the month, well, about two months prior for what we had asked for, and then again, we got $10,000 over that. So I would say it would have been a little bit less, but not more. And how has the downtime affected your marriage? Oh, yeah, my husband's retired. Um, I've been working from home. Um, I have my office upstairs. It's been great. I mean, surprisingly, because um, this is the most we've spent together in our 40 years of marriage. Because we usually, you know, are at work. No, obviously. So, so um, that's that's this is fascinating. Okay, I that's what I said in the beginning. You know, there was a massive prediction of divorce. It may have been accurate. We don't know, but a lot of people have called in to say things have gotten better. So that's fascinating. Three hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house. These people pocketed a chunk of change with their sale in uh, California. Okay. Uh, Molly in Louisville, Kentucky. How's the uh, lockdown affected you? Hi, Dennis. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, Well, uh, actually, the the COVID uh, really, I mean, yeah, my job shut down for a while. And um, so I guess. It wasn't so much that that really affected me as much as the fact that 
Um, the, the organization that I work for is, is very, very left, left leaning. And, um, you know, all through the, my employment there, I really never espoused my, my conservative views or anything, but, um, now they, they are aware of, um, my conservatism and my, um, um, wanting to vote for Trump. And so I'm actually leaving my job because of that, because, um, I'm concerned that they will, uh, fire me in saying that I am a microaggressor because it just happened before. I am talking to a microaggressor? Well, <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm concerned that they would say just because of the fact that I support Trump. Right. Well, you, you haven't said, for example, that there's only one race, the human race. You haven't said anything awful like that, have you? Uh, no, I, I've, I've tried to keep those opinions to myself. But. Yeah, I mean, because that's <laughs> radical. I mean, that, that's that's KKK territory. So you, you, so you're. I'm just curious. Isn't there? And this is truly curious. I, I, I'm not making an argument. Isn't there a concept in the law of un, unlawful termination? If well, they, if they uh, did, yeah, I'm just asking because if they did fire you and it was obvious because of your politics. They they would not be suable. Well, you know, you would think so, but um, unfortunately, um, you know, we've had somebody else that was terminated. That um, even though they were um, sympathizing with somebody, that individual that individual said that there was no way that that person could know how their feelings were, and they felt microaggressed, and they ended up getting rid of that individual. Wow, this is not the America that existed at any time prior to the present. The Dennis Prager Show. How has the lockdown affected you? I haven't done this the whole time, interestingly. I did it in a male-female hour, a couple of them, early on. But this is a general, including your marriage, if you're married. How has it affected you? I just got a uh, an IM saying that someone we know in real estate is shocked at the amount of inventory being sold right now. It, it just shows how difficult it is to predict things. It's very hard to manage life in that sense. Like parents are tempted to manage their children's lives and it, it, it it's hard to do. Who would have predicted this? Or that, you know, that with with such a depression-like downturn in the economy that real estate would hold its value, right? Who the I think I think the commercial real estate may be getting hit. I think I think that uh, people have to live in homes after all. They have to live in something. But you don't necessarily have to go to an office. That's I wonder if that will be a huge it may not be Okay, let's go to a different take in San Marcos, California. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, Dennis. Hi. Sorry that I have to call you under these circumstances. I'm sorry, too. Um, just, within, yeah, just within the last 48 hours, my husband and I have decided to probably get a divorce. Mm. And I don't think that, I, I think that these last few months, whereas some people might have risen to the occasion, (laughs) 
um, it was really hard on us and the whole family. Um, and I think it was something that was longer, a long time coming prior to that. But I think that this just kind of really moved things along very quickly. Um, so it's been, it's been a very rough few months and certainly a rough few days. I'm very sorry for you. It's a very, it's a terrible period uh, in anybody's life, a divorce. How long have you been married? Nine, almost 19 years. And uh, when you say the family, there are children? Yes, we have a, a range of ages. We have a son who's just going off to Hawaii as a freshman in college, and uh, we have a 14-year-old a and a 9-year-old. Have you told them? And no, not yet. Well, so I know before your kids know. Yeah, I just—it was just amazing, you know, looking at the at the subject matter. You know, when I got the Pragertopia email last night, I don't know. Will, will you? Will your least. kids be shocked? Probably. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think that they will be. But you know, we've been more just living as best friends for so long that I don't know, uh, physically speaking, um, practically speaking, if things will change a lot for a while, but they probably will be. What were the last words? I had something in my ear. Oh, uh, no, I, I think that even though I don't think a lot will change in the near future because we've been living as friends really more than anything. Right. Um, but I still, so not much will change, but I, I still think, yes, I think that they will be surprised. Right. That's the part I didn't quite get. Right. That's a very, that's a very tough part for, uh, for divorcing uh, parents. When was it last good? Mm, oh my. <laughs> um, we bought the house that we're in now a few years ago and transitioning to this new house and a and a different lifestyle, a positive one. Being being excited about the kids and their new schools and all that stuff. It was that was a really good time. Um but where there's a big age difference and just of other stuff going on, not, that's not all, the primary reason, but um it, it hasn't been good for a while. And we've just managing, like I said Have you ever gone for marital friends. therapy? <clears throat> um, quite a long time ago, we did like 15 years ago, early on, um, and it was fine. Um, he's been going, he hadn't told me he's going to a therapist, but doesn't seem I, very interested in pursuing a couple's therapy. Oh, um, and I'm, I'm saying this is, it's new. This is how we're approaching it right now. Um, I, I actually was thinking about contacting Allison Armstrong's website. Uh, that and, would probably uh, be great. I wish I could talk to you for a long time, and my my heart goes out to you. It's a very tough thing, and I I have no judgment. I wish I wish he would go to marital therapy with you for one last try. <laughs> This is uh, exactly what I expected, a fascinating hour. How has the 
lockdown. Notice I didn't ask how was the pandemic. The pandemic isn't the issue. The lockdown is the issue. When when you see headlines, uh, hundreds of millions of people uh, hungry or on the brink of starvation due to pandemic, it's dishonest. It's due to lockdown. Now you may say that was the perfect answer. I'll talk about that in the third hour. Next hour is the male-female hour. Because the New York Times had an, an anti-Swedish policy news piece. It was, well, it's an opinion piece disguised as a news piece. But I, I told you one of my favorite things is to read comments. So there were comments from people living in Sweden. You'll find it fascinating. All righty, everybody. Portland, Oregon, and Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know how much you were briefed on uh, my situation. I'm a, a Portland police officer, though. I uh, appreciate you allowing me on the airwaves. I appreciate your work. Uh, just to, if I may make a um, comment on my immediate reaction, as a police officer in Portland, are you allowed to do your work? Um. Sorry, why are you asking me questions? Sorry, uh, I'm, uh, sort of I'm asking this conversation. I'm, I'm so, curious why you're sort of trying to take control of it and, and sort of run me off the air with no, no, I'm not able to do my job. I'm not. Is that is that does that make you happy? No. Why are you angry? I I asked you such an honest and open. Why I, I don't understand. I usually Dennis, understand I, I, caller's anger. I don't I apologize. Understand. I'm I'm angry because I'm you know of the situation of what's happening and how we're being painted. Uh, by the the media, and, and you know, it's nice to have people like you who are out there singing our praises, and we do appreciate it. But you know, I, I've noticed that every now and then you'll even falter, and, and every now and then you'll but say, this "Oh, was, this bad was... apples in the forest." Well, there are, mm-hmm. but I mean, the, uh, there is no. No, there aren't. There aren't bad apples. There are people who are driven to bad decisions okay. by society. Well, there are no bad apples. We stick together, Dennis, and you should stick together with us if you want to continue I, to have I, our support, sir. Okay, if saying that there are bad policemen means I will lose all the good policemen's support, then I will have to lose your support. That's right, Dennis, and you're losing my support right now with your lip and your attitude. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe that he, he's that this is a genuine call. <laughs> so there are no bad apples in the police world. And of course, every, every I devoted an hour to the police with with an LAPD man. Are there bad apples among teachers, surgeons, lawyers, talk show hosts? Is, is there a profession that only has good people? Okay. Anyway, I, I it's hard to believe it was a real call. It didn't. It, okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Denise in La Cañada, California. Hi. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. I am just so disappointed because I just got an email that the trip that was supposed to happen in June got, you know, it was postponed to September, and now that trip has been canceled. And it was a a special um, opportunity for me to be with my daughter, and we were going to join you on that trip. So mm. I'm just well. I'm I'm at so least as heartbroken and disappointed as you. I I love those uh, cruises, 
And uh, listen, obviously, we're, we're scheduling one for 2021, sure. and I, I I hope you'll be on it. And, and, and you we'll just bet. okay. Well, bless you. you. Bet I'm going to be on it. <laughs> good, good. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> it's never happened. We have never ever in 25 years of cruising. I have never postponed, let alone canceled. And when you haven't missed a year, and for many years there was two a year. I I would have gone on the ship without without a moment's hesitation. But the the fact is they're not even allowing Americans in Europe now. I mean, it, it may have nothing to do with the, the, the cruise line. This may be the only year since I was 20 years old that I have not gone abroad. And I had so many scheduled. I had two, two speeches in Hungary speech in England, the cruise, and stuff that would have come up. Every few years I go to Australia to speak. Well, by the way, I'll answer a question, the question that I posed. I'll tell you what uh, the the only upside that, uh, well, actually there are two upsides to uh, the lockdown it's it's overwhelmingly been a downside for me. I mean, I'm not depressed over it. I have a blessed life, but uh, I have been able to really forge ahead on my Bible commentary, so that next year the third of five volumes will come out uh, a year late, but only a year late. I and mean, given the amount of work, it's in, it's, it's amazing that it's only a year behind. And I, I will tell you, it's. Uh, I really do believe it will change your life if you read it. Read the reviews on Amazon, on the two volumes that are there. It's called the Rational Bible. Even if you're an atheist, it's irrelevant. But it makes the greatest book ever written, the most influential book ever written, truly understandable called the Rational Bible. Anyway, I've been able to do that, and we've been able to work on the remodel of our home, since we're home. All right, more to you in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everybody, Dennis Prager here. How has this uh, lockdown affected you? Fascinating stories here that I have. have. Don't hang up, folks, because at least I'd like to summarize if I don't get to you. And Karen, Prescott, Arizona, hello. Oh, my. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you very much. Listen, I'm calling. I was on my life cycle, and I heard that contractor from um, Prescott talking about um, how... um, they're building for Californians here. And you made the comment that um, you said, oh, gosh, that's a shame that Californians are going to come over and they're going to vote Democrat. Well, i got to tell you something. So in my neighborhood, we've been here three months. We moved from Long Beach, California. And so we walk and we meet our neighbors. 
And I got to tell you, they are all SoCal. They're conservative. They couldn't take it anymore. They had to get out. In fact, my newest neighbor, I just know their first names. They moved from Laguna Hills, and he called themselves evacuees. So what I wanted to tell you is, is that I am hopeful that the people that are moving here are of like mind, that they just can't take it anymore, and that um, I'm hoping Arizona will just get redder and redder. I just hope it gets Oh, well, that, that, that's, uh, that's possible. I'm very happy I took your call. Thank you, Karen. Imagine liking your neighbors. <laughs> just randomly thinking, you know what? The odds are that the people down the street actually think well of America. It's now it's it's now considered racist to think well of America. Quite sick stuff. Karen in Anderson, South Carolina. Life has changed now. No one can stop by. Can't go to church. Can't go to the grocery. Hate it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to hate. But your church should get together. Should figure out a way, even if it has to be Zoom. But the, you, you can't go this amount of time without uh, having the, the church community gather. Uh, let's see, James in Tucson, Arizona. We are being inundated with Californians. Hmm. Wish I could have taken that one. And then others that things are busy, especially if they're in real estate. Fascinating, isn't it? Male, female hour coming up. I'm Dennis Prager.